Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Masha. And Masha grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now therefore I will send you unto Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? Scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahaya, Ashar, Ahaya. Meaning, I am that I am. I will be who I will be. He said, moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah, the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father, who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the times, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen 
have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light. We would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach. Take the original vowel sounds A and U, which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages and apply them to the four Hebrew letters, Yod, Hey, Wah, Hey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might ring from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande, let his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to field Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors. That his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. That everything that has breath sing praises to his name. That everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name of Yahuwah forever.
Exodus chapter 3, verse 12. And Yahuwah said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship me on this mountain. begun to reign.
high priest. He is our Melchizedek or Melech Tzedek. On this morning's show, we will continue speaking about how Torah was strengthened by the renewed covenant through Yahusha. This is part six of a seven-part series. We will have part seven on tomorrow. That will be the grand finale. All righty. So that will be it. And then we will go on to another teaching on next Friday. Uh, we are in our final season of Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio as we are transitioning over into Zoom. So for those of you who would like to connect with us with the Zoom instructions and teachings, you can simply email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com and then you will be able to go ahead and be connected. So uh, we are transitioning over to Zoom, and also the Kingdom Harvest has started its Shabbat services. Um, if you'd like to attend, please email me at talkteachtestify@gmail.com, and we will give you all of those instructions that way. Okay. A couple of announcements, and then we have to move straight into the program. I wanted to give us more, because of our obedience unto Yahweh and his Torah, which is written upon our hearts, um, powerful testimony through praise and worship. We heard at the beginning, you've heard a powerful song or a powerful introduction of proclaiming the name of Yahweh by our dear brother Bennett. Then you heard withholding nothing, and finally we've heard from our dear brother Ron Canoli as he sings, "I will worship you." Very powerful songs. You can locate all of those right on YouTube. As for the date, today is Saturday, May the ninth. 2020, according to the man-made uh, Jesuit Gregorian calendar, it is the 20th day of the second Kodash, the 20th day of the second month, so we are approaching our Shabbat, if you're keeping it according to the timetable of Yahweh. For those of you who are keeping your Shabbat on today, traditionally, I say unto you and unto all, Shabbat Shalom. All right, let's go into our teaching because we want to go to a very, very um, misinterpreted, um, how can I say it, misinterpreted phrase that Paul wrote, and we're going to be reading from Romans chapter 5. But before that, let's go to Romans chapter 4. On today, this is where I'll be coming from, because I want people to see how, once again, Abraham was justified. Now we've been reading right in our past instruction, and we read Shaul's writings to the Galatians. Remember, he wrote them in Galatians chapter four and called them foolish. How? Was they able to obtain the Ruach HaKodesh? Was it by works of Torah? Or was it because of his amunia, his absolute belief? 
because of his absolute belief, he was given instructions, teachings, and direction on how to maintain his righteousness. But let's read Romans chapter 4. Shaul goes more into depth on how Abraham was justified by his immunia. Listen, what shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? For if Abraham was justified by works of Torah, he had whereof to extinct, but not before Elohim. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed Elohim, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. You can read that in Barashit, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of mercy, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the unsanctified, his ammonia is counted for righteousness. See that? Once again, that applies to us as well. If Abraham is our father, okay, and when I say that, we are heirs to the inheritance that was promised by Yahweh unto Abraham and his seed. It also applies to us that our faith, our ammonia, is counted for righteousness. Even as Daoud also describes the Baruchah of the man unto whom Yahuwah imputes righteousness without works, saying, Baruchah they whose lawlessness or iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Baruch is the man to whom Yahuwah would not impute sin. Comes this Baruchah then upon all the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that Amunia was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Question. How was Abraham accounted for righteousness? Was he circumcised or uncircumcised? He was uncircumcised at that time. Later on, as you read the book of Parashit, the covenant is made between Yahuwah and Abraham. And then Yahuwah gives him the instructions of circumcision to be as a mark, a covenant, the cutting of flesh. To signify the covenant agreement between Yahuwah and Abraham. That's what that means right there. And he received, here it is, verse 11. And he received the sign of circumcision. A seal of the righteousness of the Amelia, not of the works of Torah. The circumcision came from the righteousness of the Amelia, the absolute belief which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the Ab, the father of all that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. 
Listen, this is powerful. In the Ab, the father of circumcision, to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps in that Amunia of our Ab, Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. That's self-explanatory. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Let's keep reading. Because people who engage in replacement theology will try to say, see, you don't need Torah. I have belief, and that's all I need. The book of Yaku, for it is written, clearly says that Amunia, absolute belief, without the works, works of Torah, is dead. It doesn't mean faith without miracles, prophesying, as you're taught in Christianity. It's pertaining to works of Torah. They go together because of Abraham's belief. Torah was given instructions. Isn't that what circumcision is? Yahuwah gave Abraham instructions on removing the flesh so that it will be a marker, a sign, a seal of the approval of the righteousness which Abraham had obtained through his absolute belief. Now, I read on uh, Facebook on yesterday, uh, one sister quoted that um, you can receive righteousness through Torah. That's not what we read here. So something is being, uh, something is not being taught correctly in her congregation or amongst in her family. We read that righteousness is obtained through your immunia. And then Torah is given to you because that's the seal and that's the love that Yahuwah has given us. It is the seal of approval of our Amunia. Verse 13. And the promises in the inheritance is described in Torah, but it was given to you because of your Amunia, your absolute belief. Listen to verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the Torah, there it is, but through the righteousness of Amunia. For if they which are of Torah be heirs, Amunia is made void, and the promise made of none avoid. Listen, the promise and the inheritance was given to Abraham because he believed. So if you are keeping the letter of Torah, thinking that you're going to be heirs, if that is the case, it makes your faith void. And now the promise and the inheritance cannot be given unto you because you do not obtain it the same way that Abraham did. You see? So a lot of people in Hebrew is like camps and even I've heard some Nazarene and, and, and some particular people who are Messianic Jews. They're pushing this Torah. They're not speaking about the Amunia, the absolute belief. If you're keeping Torah 
and you have no absolute belief in Yahuwah and in his son, you will not receive the promise. You will not receive the Ruach Kakodesh neither, the set-apart spirit, unless you have absolute belief. But that is written as well. Verse 15 says, because Torah works wrath, for where no Torah is, there is no transgression. And that's what I ask people in the Christian world. How can a person sin if Torah is done away with? Torah lets you know what sin is. Yahuwah does not want his children to have this absolute belief without particular rules and regulations and guidelines to maintain us in the righteousness. Because if you believe in Yahuwah, you will also believe in his debauter. You believe in his word. Verse 16 says, therefore, it is of Amunia that it might be by mercy to the end of the promise, might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of Torah, but to that also which is of the Amunia of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even Yahuwah, who quickens the dead, resurrects the dead, and calls those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believes in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in Amunia, he considered not his own body now dead, which he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of Yahweh through unbelief, but he was strong in Amunia, giving esteem to Elohim, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised of Yahusha, our sovereign king from the dead. You might want to highlight that or circle that for those who continued to talk about the Trinitarian doctrine. We absolutely believe in Yahuwah, in his son, Yahusha HaMashiach, we believe in the same power that resurrected Yahusha. We believe that same power will resurrect us also. That is the hope. So that we may come into new Yerushalayim. So we can meet upon Mount Zion to be with our Heavenly Father, to dwell in the tabernacle with him and our eternal king and high priest. It shall be imputed if we, if we believe on him that raised up Yahusha, our sovereign king from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and raised again 
for our justification. For this justification, he was raised up so we will continue to believe. Wow. Hallelujah. Let's go to chapter 5 because we want to break this down because a lot of people get this wrong. And we're going to get to a very particular verse that people in replacement theology loves to use and says, see, you don't need the Torah. You have Shalom. And because of that, I don't need to keep the Shabbat. I don't need to keep the appointed feast. I don't have to do that. Those things were given to Yahuwah's people, his chosen people. Who did the chosen ones come through? Through Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub, through the patriarchs. And because of the immunity, the absolute belief that Abraham had, the promise in the inheritance, the Baruchah, people like to use the term the blessings, was given unto his children and his children's children through that bloodline. I want to make that very, very crystal clear. And those Gentiles who believe in the same, even though they're not from the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but for those who also believe, and would Abraham believe the coming of the Mashiach to restore creation back to Yahuwah? If you believe that, then you become a child of Abraham as well, and you are partakers of the inheritance. You become an heir of the promise. Romans chapter 5. Let's break this down. Because the concept called grace, and we'll continue to talk about it on tomorrow, It is considered to be unmerited favor. You don't deserve it, but you receive it. Yahuwah promised a Passover lamb, right, whose blood would cover the death decrees in the Torah. This is a free gift. That's what unmerited favor is. It's a free gift toward those who have immunia that Yahusha was the fulfillment of that promise. You're going to read it here in Romans chapter 5. Since mercy is the forgiveness of sin, it cannot exist. And when there is no Torah, there is no sin. And if there is no sin, there's no need for mercy. And if there's no need for mercy, well, what's the purpose of having Yahusha to come to die for the remission of the sins? When there is no sin, the concept of grace, quote-unquote, does not exist. For mercy, favor, or people say grace, for it to exist, three things or three points must come to mind. Number one, you must be under the law that exposes your sin, because that's what tells you what sin is. So if you want to be forgiven for all of your sins, you have to, first of all, 
you have to be under. I'm just using Christian terminology. Under the law. The Torah brings those death decrees. Number two. We must be faithful to repent of that sin. Number three. Speaking about the death decrees. The blood of Yahusha covers those death decrees that are found within the Torah. Now, you hear a lot of people plead the blood. I've done a teaching on that. You cannot plead the blood. You can't put it on your car, house, children. The, I mean, they just very barbaric and have such a primitive mind when you speak about the blood of the Messiah. Yahusha's blood is only for the remission of sins that are past. Even the Mashiach told his Tamidim, his disciples that. Number four, once all of that is done, you are free from fear of death because you believe. You're not freed from keeping the Torah of Yahweh. You are free from the penalty of death. That is written in the Torah. Example. For those who broke Shabbat, if you was under Torah, you were stoned to death. Right? Those who committed adultery, the husband or the, the wife who lay down with someone other than her husband was stoned to death along with the person who committed the adultery with her. You see? The penalty of death for breaking Torah. But now because of the blood of Yahusha that covers those death decrees, we are no longer living in the fear of death. But now we are in the newness of life. And we have a new Ruah that teaches us, listen, how to obey Torah, which is the word of Yahuwah, his instructions and his guidance. How to follow that and obey it, to hear, to understand, and obey, which is Shama in Ahab, in his love. This new Ruach inside of us replaced the stone of heart, the legalistic observance to the letter of Torah. Now we understand its spiritual motives which people had hatred toward the Torah. Why did they dislike it? Because they feared the death decrees. Now you love to keep it because you have a loving heart of flesh. We are given the Ruach of sanctification, a, the Ruach HaKodesh. That's what makes us set apart. It teaches us how to obey the Torah of Yahuwah out of love as we stretch our arms out and say, Abba, Abba, or Ab, Father. The emissary Shaul dealt with the concept of mercy and the role of Torah to identify sin right here in Romans chapter 5. You have to understand the uninspired modern Greek Hellenization and the Greco-Greek tra um, translation. 
they have mistranslated and twisted the words. Basically, in all the books of your Holy Bible, they did this to destroy, blot out, to abolish Torah so that you would not be able to keep it or know how to keep it. Aren't you glad that the tutor, the Ruach HaKadosh, is able to teach you all things so that you will be able to keep Torah? The reason why the Greco-Roman translators twisted the word, manipulated it, and threw it to the masses is so that you will believe in their God, Jesus, Horus, Krishna, which you know today is Jesus H. Christ. He is considered to be the lawless one, the anti-Mashiach. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. I'll go over a couple of verses, and then we want to keep some for tomorrow, and we'll complete it on tomorrow. This is written as a letter, epistle, from the emissary Shaul, the apostle Paul. Verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by Amelia, we have shalom with Yahuwah through our sovereign king, Yahusha HaMashiach. Did you read that? Once again, there's no Trinitarian doctrine there. You are justified by the absolute belief. You have shalom. We have peace. Another definition of shalom is completeness. Now you are complete with Yahuwah because you are justified by your munia. Through our sovereign king, Yahusha HaMashiach, by whom also we have access, listen, by Amunia, into this mercy, this favor, people like to say grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the esteem of Elohim. Okay, so, so far, so good. You're introduced into this newness of life through your belief. Let's keep reading, though. But not only so, but we esteem in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and the patience work experience, which is wisdom, and the experience works the hope, and hope makes not ashamed, because the love of Yahuwah is shed abroad in our hearts by the Ruach HaKadosh, which is given unto us. Now, before I continue, let's bring some more clarity as to what we just read. Because we believe entirely in the Peshach, who is Yahusha, the sacrifice that he has done. We are in covenant with Yahuwah because of the introduction of our Amunia. Now we have accountability. We stand in compliance to Torah according to the obedience that Yahusha did. Why do you think he showed us as he walked in life his obedience unto the Father? 
we continue to exalt and be excited for our resurrection, that's the hope, to come into the esteem of Yahweh. This will signify and it will bring forth the manifestation of his chosen children. We esteem in our tribulations, knowing that that will bring perseverance, that patience, and from patience will produce our proven character, our reputation, and our humility. And from our proven character, that is how we produce our hope. And hope would not disappoint us. That's what that means. It makes not a shame. It would not disappoint us. Because the love of Yahuwah, through his Torah, has been poured within our hearts. Let's read 1 John. Alif Yaukahanan, chapter 5, verse 3. Just piecing this together. It clearly states, Whosoever believes that Yahusha is the Mashiach is born of Elohim. And everyone that loves him, that begot, loves him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of Elohim. When we love Elohim, listen, and keep his commandments. Because of your absolute belief, the commandments of Yahweh, give it to Noah, give it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, give it to Masha, give it to David, is now written upon your heart. We show our love by keeping his commandments. For this is the love of Yahweh, that we keep his commandments. Once again, Yahukahanan keep emphasizing the love of Yahuwah is to keep his commandments, to guard them, to protect them, to admire and love his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. You might want to highlight that. A lot of Christians say it's too hard to keep his commandments. That's the flesh talking. Verse 4, for whatsoever is born of Elohim overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our immunia. You see how faith and works work together? Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Yahusha is the son of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. He is the one that will overcome this world because of our belief. Because of that belief, we have that absolute hope. That he will come back for us. Let's go back to Romans 5. It says in Romans 5, it talks about in this verse, verse number 5, which is shed abroad in our hearts. What is in our hearts? And, and Christians always say, well, his word. Well, let's read Hebrews chapter 10. Abriam. Chapter number 10. Listen to this. 
15. Whereof the Ruach HaKadosh also is a witness to us. For after that, he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says Yahweh, I will put my Torah into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and their lawlessness will I remember no more. Now, where there the remission of these is, there is no no more offering for sin. Through this renewed covenant, in which Torah is strengthened, not weakened, there's a greater accountability for you to keep it, because you are keeping the Torah now in loving obedience, not just because it is written. The Ruach HaKadosh is your witness. It's the witness to the world that you are in a renewed covenant with the Heavenly Father. You are part of the nation of Yashariel, the commonwealth of righteousness. And you are brought in because of your absolute belief in the Torah, which was written by Masha, spoken unto Abraham. It is now written in your heart. That's a very powerful heritage of righteousness that you have within you. Okay. That concludes this teaching for today. We are almost at the top of the hour. This has been another Talk, Teach, and Testify instruction. Please join us on tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. If you're on the West Coast, 9 o'clock a.m., we will continue our instruction. We will conclude how Torah was strengthened in the renewed covenant by Yahusha. It will be part seven, and we will finish Romans chapter five, and then we will go to the infamous Romans chapter eight. Everybody talks about that. All righty. My name is Abed Yahu Obadiah. I'm just a humble servant of Yahweh. This has been another talk, teach, and testify instruction. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom to all of those who are trying their very best to keep the commandments of Yahweh. And may mercy be upon you through your amunia coming from Yahweh in the name of Yahusha HaMashiach. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom to one and unto all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.